You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, everybody's favorite kaiju moth returns to take on the rage of the Earth and also Godzilla. It's 1992's Godzilla vs. Mothra. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bonzilla Podcast. I am Will, and uh, you are... The Sharks. No, no, what? No. Uh, we, had, we had our own thing going on. No, we got, we got, a, we got a pastiche everything. Pa- <laughs> pastiche? Yes. Um, I think you would say you, you want to homage. No, no, no. We're going to pastiche. Oh, okay. Feels like you're struggling with uh, this this entrance into this into no, this just episode. Trying to something different, you know. <laughs> Did it pan out? No, yeah, I just I just felt like. <laughs> All right, let's just cut half this entrance out. You you know, <laughs> you know my my new favorite meme now is uh, that one from Popstar when he's just like, let's just say mixed mixed reviews. <laughs> I haven't I've I've not seen that anywhere in, in the, you, you're the first one who's ever mentioned that scene since I've seen that movie. So <laughs> I say it all the time. Though. Oh, well that's but that's not a meme. It's just a I meme. mean it's a gift somewhere. Yeah. I have the gift. I've texted it to somebody. Therefore, yeah. it's a meme. It's a, it's a meme if it's in the wider <laughs> world. It's just an inside joke if it's you. Um that sure. would be something that Jonah Hill's character would say in this is the end. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite memes, and then Jay Bro. So it's not a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. No one else is saying it. It's just you. <laughs> it's a meme, bro. All right, everybody. Um, I think uh, we should talk about a Godzilla movie. Maybe this mm. this this week. Nah, I don't know. You want us to talk about? Well, there's not Jack Ryan. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, the Jack. This Ryan week movie. we're talking about uh, Patriot Games. All right, and no, let's pitch our Jack Ryan comes across the world of Godzilla. Like Monarch, is that the name of the place? Yeah, Monarch's no, the name of the place. It's gotta, it has to be 100% that like Jack Ryan's like, Godzilla's not the bad guy here. How can Well, no, didn't we pitch what the best James Bond Godzilla movie was? Was that somebody was controlling the monsters yes, to do yep. some random events, Yeah, but made it look like it was... Um, like, uh, they're trying to start a war between two nations, mm-hmm. and then it's just like... That, right. That's basically it's, it's the idea like that we the, had. It's like destroy all monsters, but if like it was Spectre and control the monsters, right. exactly. That would um, be really neat, though. Spectre and control these giant kaiju's. Yeah, well, that's the go-to, right? Yeah, yeah. And then is like the post-credit scene, like that they knew they got the technology oh, from no, aliens. No, I remember what it was now. Okay, is all that right. There's a mysterious person in charge of it, and then you find out at the end it's Ethan Hunt, <laughs> but he's kind of doing his own thing of like, he's trying to prevent a completely different war, <laughs> so he's kind of trying to avoid suspicion on that end. I remember this pitch now. <laughs> from the, from from Seatopia. Yeah. Um, all right, Nick. It is time. From the next step in the Heisei era. Yes. Next step in the Versus mm-hmm. era. It's another returning favorite. It's 1992's Godzilla versus Mothra. Or, also known as Godzilla and Mothra, the battle for Earth. 
Also known bum, as bum, bum. Godzilla Mothra Fokker. That's the next Meet the Fokker no. sequel. Yeah. Mothra Fokker. <laughs> ben Stiller comes home <laughs> and uh, Robert De Niro. Finds the two little fairies. Robert De Niro has remarried because the wife died, I guess. Was oh, God. <laughs> and he, he married Mothra. No, what it is is that he he... He got a little bit greedy and took the little fairies. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we can't tell anybody about these fairies now, Fokker, all right? The circle of trust, right? <laughs> right? That's a thing in those movies. I think, right, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it is. Don't tell anybody about these fairies, Fokker. <laughs> these aren't Fokker fairies. <laughs> I don't know why I just pitched that, but I really enjoyed that. That's all right. Be all right. The episode. Back on track, because I am excited to talk about this one. Godzilla versus Mothra. Nick, it has been some time since we've seen our old friend yes, Mothra. Has, despite what? being one of the more famous mm-hmm. kaiju in the Toho it's been canon. Since Destroy All Monsters for Larva, right? Mm-hmm. And then We what? haven't seen the, the Mo- Moth Mothra. Imago. Yes. Imago. Larval versus Imago form. And we haven't seen Imago since Ibira? Ibira, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you always know it was like Larval and Imago? I think no, you God. taught me about Imago. Yeah, because Godzilla said, actually taught me that Imago was a phrase. Yeah. No, you, you're the one, because I just said moth form, and you're like, it's Imago. Yeah, it's a, I, you know. It's no, and then a, I saw the hot dog larva thing when right. we were playing the video game, so that's when I found out <laughs> he about He does. That. Mothra as a caterpillar just looks like a hot dog with a weird face. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Nick, last time uh, we came off of the two tail ends, because uh, Ghidorah has two tails. <laughs> of uh, Godzilla versus Ghidorah, mm-hmm. successful film did really well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's 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 you. That's that's the aftermath from the last movie. Exactly. Now coming into the preamble from this movie, it's all it's all it's a circle of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so Toho uh, decided to move forward with the same thinking as before, reintroducing a classic monster and Cl- classic. You know. Hollywood just just going back to the old favorites even though this is not Hollywood this is Japan but still it's a mm-hmm. universal language though could you imagine like anybody in because like the treatment of these movies is is anybody going to be like oh what they're going back to Ghidorah again no like like I don't no. think anybody has well, the care about these really movies also, it's also because it's like because of it is like kind of how much they're pumping out these movies right it's really like, like it's, Ghidorah's, you know, bat, like been been around, but it's not really like he's been, you know, oh, it's it's not like we've had Ghidorah for like twelve straight movies, and then mm-hmm. like all of a sudden he's back again. I'm it's sorry, like, I just thought that the name of that other movie should be called Meet the Mothras. <laughs> I think we need to. I think we, I think we need to edit a poster together. I think that needs to happen. What have you done? Um, so as we talked about before, uh, Toho was originally hesitant about going, uh, to Mothra, uh, because they weren't sure of her, um, uh, credibility and fame outside of Japan. And at one point, Toho actually was going to, uh, do a direct sequel to, uh, King, uh, to King Ghidorah in which, um, Ghidorah in some fashion would have been the villain, like a returning villain again. Um, but... And I do believe, as we've mentioned before, uh, Mothra definitely was one of the more popular kaiju, especially among the female audience, which mm-hmm. always which attended movies very regularly. 
And uh, so they decided to go with uh, fan favorite and legacy character Mothra for this new Which, I mean, uh, edition. To be, to be frank, I mean, I probably think of the Toho canon, you know, probably Mothra is the second, to me, would be the second most notable mm. hero kaiju figure. We also have to remember, Mothra was one of the original, like, kaiju that had its own movie, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like, it was Godzilla, and then after a while, then there was, like, Rodan, and then Mothra, so it's like, there yeah. was a bit of but, a precedent. But it really is, it's like, like there is that triumvirate, and it's the reason we're getting those monsters in the legendary movie, mm-hmm. but, excuse me, but, like, really, it's like, Mothra is the most notable of those, um, you know, that original... Right. Because Ghidorah's always been kind of a villain, and Godzilla has kind of fluctuated between being, like, this villainous force of nature and kind of the hero figure, whereas Mothra's always had a kind of a solid, like, she's a protector of Earth, she's kind of a, you know, a, a straight-up heroic kaiju figure, which is honestly kind of, among the Toho series, not really that common. It's it's also, like, one of those things where it's an easy monster to remember. It's, it's a monster. giant moth. Its name's Mothra. Mm-hmm. Like... And probably not like I mean I'm sure we'll get into it, but probably not like not the most complicated to produce effects wise, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay, so uh, if you remember Nick, that originally that there was some plans to maybe launch a Mothra series mm-hmm. after the return of Godzilla uh, in the uh, script for the unproduced movie Mothra versus Bagan, um, which was the uh, Bagan, uh, Bagan, not Bacon, not Bagan, mm-hmm. or Bagan strips <laughs> for the dogs. All, like the, all, all our dog listeners. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Um, so they decided to use that script as a template, but in order to use it, it had to be completely retrofitted to meet the canon of these films uh, thus far and also you know, make Godzilla a more prominent role mm-hmm. in it. So the result was a script that maintained many aspects of the original script, such as Mothra being a guardian of Earth and having to fight against... Uh, an incarnation of Earth's rage in some in way, some shape, form or, form. or another. Yeah, um, and one thing we will talk about as we get into the movie is that um, it's it's interesting to see like how events of the movies previously fit into this. Like, how much do they actually influence this versus uh, this movie just kind of like coming out with like its brand new characters that and it, it follows and it's being from. on its own. Yeah, so it's that's like, always been kind of a thing with the Godzilla series. It's like. There are there can be like connections and kind of a continuity, but mm. it's also each movie really does just like okay, what are we doing this time and how? Well, there's a stand, stand there's a standalone aspect to this movie that came from I think the fact that it was retrofitted from another from script. another script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking a little bit about the director, we have a new director on board. Mm-hmm. The director of the previous films actually worked on the script a little bit to help it, you know, because you know he was a Mothra fan. But now our director is Takao. Yeah, Takao Okawara. Takao Okawara. Yeah, Takao Okawara. I got it. (laughs) So I'm not reading from a script. So this is what I found the most interesting, how they found this guy. So uh, Okawara uh, has a history with Toho. He actually joined them in 1973, um, the company, but didn't get a chance uh, to do any directing until 1980, in which he was the assistant director to Akira Kurosawa on the uh, Japanese film Kagamusha, which is um, also a film that Ishiro Honda worked on, because as you remember, him and Akira were buddies, uh, and he worked on that as a second unit director. So I thought that was interesting, just like a little bit of like, oh, like he's been around, he's been around the block. Yeah. Um, so he would later assist uh, 
uh, assist direct uh, when the Heisei series started on the return of Godzilla, but would go on to direct his own film uh, called Raiko, uh, Raiko the Psych... The, uh, hold on. What? I'm just trying to fit like in my head what I finished that sentence <laughs> with. Because uh, I, I can tell you it's not not was not pretty. <laughs> Raiko the Psych Resurrected, uh, which came out in 1991. You want to know what I was thinking? I thought you were going to, for some reason, I don't know why my brain went to this, but I was thinking it was going to be like, what is it, Raiko? Raiko, yes. Raiko, I thought you were going to say the Psychic Dwarf. The Psychic Dwarf? Yeah. I don't know. That's what my brain filled in. That was the rest of that movie title for me. Okay. All right. Are you back to Earth? Yeah. Are you, okay. <laughs> um, so that came out in 1991. The movie was about uh, it was a fantasy about teenagers attempting to solve paranormal events occurring in their school building. Uh, it was a movie that underperformed at the box office, but gathered the attention of Toho uh, producers. One uh, producer in particular, Shogo Tomi, Tomiyama, was uh, really impressed by the film and said like we need to give this guy like a movie we need to give this guy how about well we got this godzilla project coming up what do you like to do it because i the sense that i get from the perception of the movie was that like oh there was like a lot of like unique craftsmanship in it and like the producers liked how it was directed and everything but i did think it was interesting because it is that level of movie nobody cares about comes out but then there's like oh like some producer is like wait a minute no that movie's actually pretty great mm-hmm. like let's get them on right to you our just kind of see a random movie like hey that was that was pretty good let's let's kind of i like this guy i like i like this moxie mm-hmm. yeah so that so the tomiyama basically lobbied for this guy to get the mm-hmm. the new job um, so um, Okawara, uh, his approach to Godzilla, now that he has the job of directing, uh, was one thing and one thing only, and that was not to take the film that seriously. Because as he has reportedly said that he felt that that was a burden that was put on the return of Godzilla back yeah. in 1984. I think we talked about that a little bit too. It's yeah. just like it, it, you know, and then kind of what I appreciate about the show series a little bit more than what the Hasty series has done, but I can I, I can agree with that point of view where you're just not taking it like 100. percent You know, you're you're treating it with respect, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Well, it's very earnest. Yeah. Like the last couple movies are very earnest, even like in the schlocky way. But like Ghidorah is still kind of like a sci-fi action like film, mm-hmm. like a little bit with a lot of like darker moments. Um, whereas. The focus uh, in this film was we need entertainment. These are monster movies. They need to be entertaining first and foremost, and we got to put some levity in this Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Another thing that he actually wanted to do going into the movie from a story standpoint is that he wanted to minimize the amount of shock value that monsters have within this world because he just thought from an audience perspective and from an in-world perspective, we get it. There's monsters like yeah. there needs to be a little bit of normalcy in it and it kind of gets a little redundant for every time it to be like what there's monsters what? which i thought was a very insightful kind of like smart kind mm-hmm. of like oh that it shows that there was a level of like care put into like you know how are we going to like make this movie yeah and it's just and it shows that people it is people who care about the product and about like the monsters essentially yeah that it's not just like you know they're just putting it out there there's a little bit of thought that goes well it's interesting because 
like you said, and you're absolutely right. They're pumping out these movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they've always pumped them out. Yeah, but it's it's just like, funny. other than that break that they had, right? Um, well, it's also interesting this time because this time is around when Toho is like all in on making Godzilla films, where mm-hmm. it's like they would kind of pump them out. So there's like attention put into it, but I think because this would have seen... been a year after Ghidorah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, they're back to kind of just. Boom, boom, boom. That's like that's kind of how they're boom, 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 boom. And it, it and it's and it is also funny how determined they are to make Godzilla work when we've seen the you know the studio's pension for being like, all right, Godzilla's done, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're ready well, to give and, up. And it's also especially in this context where you had Return of Godzilla, which didn't do too well, and Biolanti, which didn't do too well either. You would think that the the way that Toho's kind of operated, but they've they've kind of been persistent, and now they're bringing back the the mm-hmm. classic kaiju type of thing so and that seems to be working for them well nick speaking of classic kaiju let's talk about some of the monsters in this film Mm -hmm. um so obviously as we said we have the return of mothra yeah no no spoilers here there's a it's it's in the title it's in the title of the film um this time uh mothra is given a bit more of a a polished look in a design uh sporting a more colorful and cuddly family friendly look i like to say in the moth form uh the larval form uh is pretty much unchanged <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna say this right now both the larva and the moth forms are the best designed moth has ever had yeah like even like the larva- in this in this film yeah in this film specifically. yeah mm-hmm. especially like because the larva form is not directly changed but because of the better quality of mm-hmm. both the, the the film in terms of like you know the look obviously like more technology advanced cameras and just a more HD style, I would say. Right. Um, plus, just kind of the little alterations they made to the face. It just it's a lot more of appealing. Yeah. Than than the previous versions. Uh, but but the but the moth form like all time great design in this movie. Yes. Like, all time like all like one of the best just overall kaiju designs we've seen. It mm. looks so good in this movie. And pretty much the technology of how to do Mothra remains similar. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it. It's definitely much more of a carefully designed puppet, if if like, like for lack pu- of a better term. Puppets on a string. Um, but uh, that's so we're basically seeing like the same in terms of like how they bring her to life, how to do. Even though, like as you said, there's more advancements in like this is a very I don't want to get this too much yet, but this is a very set PC movie as yeah. well and so there is a lot of that technology and effort being put into how mm-hmm. to make these certain set pieces yeah, work but, but, you, but Mothra remains Ultron's favorite kaiju just from a behind the scenes standpoint right because of the strings yeah. and the Pinocchio and, references and the puppets yeah <laughs> um, for our old boy Godzilla a new suit was made uh, from the molds of previous suits uh, this time made to be a little bit more slimmer and mobile, plus uh, some minor, slight uh, cosmetic changes to the face, um, including like uh, maybe filing back the teeth and mm-hmm. uh, more. Uh, they keep on updating the mechanical technology for the head to make it a, yeah, feel we'll a little say bit don't more miss lively. Them. I miss. I, I don't miss the mi- the lip flaps. I, I think <laughs> them you know taking a step back on the teeth is is a good design choice. I did like the design in. In you know they they started that with the last movie but yeah. like it's just the more they get back on the you know get away from the teeth the better this Godzilla looks. Um, 
filming here is a production story we don't get a lot of production stories on yeah. uh but here here is one so filming the godzilla scenes uh was hampered when the suit uh that was previously used for godzilla versus biolanti and Ghidorah. Uh, which was needed for some stunt work, was stolen from Toho Studios and went missing uh, for a while and was recovered uh, in a lake in really bad condition. Someone was trying to be Godzilla. <laughs> someone saw all. Someone saw all these hasty movies of how Godzilla is always rising from the water, and he's like, "I can do that." Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they did not think it would. Usually that stuff's in kind of a controlled environment. Oh, my God. You just painted the best story of this. Like, this guy, his only dream is to be... Like, this is, like, some really sad indie, like, Sundance movie where it's, like, some guy is, like, just... All he wants to do is be Godzilla, and then he goes, and then it's, like, not what he wants. He, like, gets beat up, like, kick-ass style, and then he's just, like... You can see the movie, can't you? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Just you referencing kick-ass You know, style. but you know what I yeah. mean. Like, he no. goes to do it, and then he gets, like, it's like one of those, like, oh, this is kind of whimsical, and then it just becomes real. Like, he just gets, like, yeah. curb-stomped. Would he get curb-stomped, or would, like, the Godzilla head get curb-stomped? Because mm-hmm. this is how we can get away with him being alive for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, anyway... That's the spinoff. That's, the spin- that's, that's like the third spinoff. Maybe we've come up with this podcast. Um, what w- did remain of the suit uh, was uh, used as much as it could for uh, one of Godzilla's first battles uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. But but Nick, we always talk about the new monster. Yeah, we, the yes, thing. Uh, we do have a brand new monster for this movie. Yep, and because uh, well, we had one for Biolanti, so it wasn't that long. Since yeah, but I'm saying monster. we have a brand, brand brand new monster. We do have a new one to talk about. So Nick, uh, did you know anything about the Black Mothra named Batra? No, not before really. going mm-hmm. into this movie. No, yeah. maybe maybe fleetingly that there was, but I maybe thought that was from something else. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, Nick, you, you describe the monsters. How how would you describe uh, Batra? I've been, I've been thinking about this. Okay. All right. If, if you were to say that Mothra is Spider-Man, then Batra is Venom. I it, guess, is it took you a long time to come up with that analogy. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was thinking about it like that's how it was. Oh, describe. okay. I thought you were like, you were but really mulling over that's basically the... what it is. It's like, yeah. it's a black. It's evil Mothra. It's evil Mothra. And it's even got like, you know, like Venom's got like kind of the teeth. Yeah. Like, even, even Batra's kind of got its teeth in. It's basically like a baddie, bad version of Mothra. But it's also like that classic like trope with it's like, it's the bad version of the good version, right? Where yeah. it's like Batra is like all rage and it's, aggression. It's like edgy. It's got like, you know, it's got like more horns. Yeah. And it's like wings are more like kind of ragged and yeah. stuff like that. But that's what I was saying. Like, like Spider-Man's got like, oh, he's like quippy and he's like got his cool stuff. But like Venom's like got these really thick webs and he's all dark and brooding and like, oh, I'm going to eat your brains. Did, did you, at, at one point I did have this thought where Batra's just emo Mothra. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, again, <laughs> Venom and Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so, uh, is there going to be a Tom Hardy movie? Uh, Batra? They make a Batra movie starring Tom Hardy? On, on, on my Earth, Eddie. We were both losers. I was just a little weird, like, larva thing. And you are kind of like the larva of your world, right, Eddie? 
Batra does not eat brains, though. Does not eat brains. Um, Batra's origins come uh, fr- uh, from when the film was a uh, Mothra versus Bag, and and I think this is a b- good time to talk about what that movie would have been about. The Bagan movie. Uh, so in that film. Uh, in the earlier drafts of that film, Bagan was an ancient kaiju, allegedly could even have been considered a god, that would protect Earth from threats that lived thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the thousands of years of living, uh, would eventually become more destructive and seek to rage uh, against Earth instead. So eventually it just kind of became warped and evil and, and yeah. such. It's and just like the more it destroyed, the more it kind of... Right. Got bigger and badder. So it became like this ancient kaiju, like incarnate of rage and everything that Mothra would eventually be born to be the protector of Earth. Mm-hmm. And that, that's essentially what that film was about. Uh, when the film became uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, Bagan was turned uh, from a more unique looking creature to the black Mothra we were talking about. Uh just a creature that resembled the antithesis of Mothra a little bit because that's kind of yeah. the role in the movie it was fitting anyway. Yeah, and it, it's just like it is. It's like, and then you can have similar effects and they, they fight each other in similar mm-hmm. ways, you know. And uh, Mom, and Batra was basically uh, m- kind of achieved in a similar way as Mothra, a little bit more suitmation, especially in the, uh, uh, the larval form, which is more of like a... You know, if again, if Mothra is uh, Caterpie, then uh, this guy's Weedle, mm. which is it's pretty it's another, another app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just more of an aggressive. It stands upright and it, it, it's ready to do some damage. And uh, the moth form or the Imago form was uh, just achieved in very similar ways that Mothra was achieved. Um, Batra's name is uh, not does not come from Bat. It actually comes from Battle Mothra. Is where the name originally comes from, and uh, it does look like a bat. Yeah, no. Well, I always thought it was like, yeah, it's a bat, right? Yeah, you know, because moth. You know, what's the opposite of a moth, right? A bat. Um, well, bats eat moths, so it all works out. I, I solved it. Head cannon solved the case. Uh, and uh, Badger also shares the same roar as Rodan. So, one I less. Not, po- I did not notice. Oh yeah, one less point for creativity. Yeah, yeah. But um, we do get the return of Mothra's. Oh yes, and uh, ooh, really? This are we gonna, movie. Are we, are we this... gonna say it? Are we gonna say what they introduce? What they reintroduce? You were about to say it, or her screech? Oh, her screech! I thought you were gonna say something else. No, I was gonna say her, it's a, her. Yeah, sound. Which yeah, is, which is this movie proves is again all time great sound. Yeah, when it's Martha reform and you hear that, <laughs> like it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Okay, well uh, the, um, the silk comes back. Yeah. Uh, what else was? Co- um, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. oh, We'll we'll get into that because yeah, we're because yeah. we're, we're actually gonna move into that pretty pretty recently. Because because yeah because I was worried for a little bit about this part. Yeah we yeah. Got, we got there eventually. <laughs> so all right so we have our returning monsters. We have our new mo- which is interesting because Batra is is one of those kind of like becomes one of those somewhat forgotten monsters because it's like. This movie's titled Mothra versus Godzilla, and it, it is one of those movies. I think when you watch it, there's a little bit more beneath the surface. Like even if you look at posters, like the poster we'll be posting for this, which is like you know one of those awesome, awesome posters, is that like Batra is like nowhere to be seen in right. like any of this uh, promotional material. Uh, so you know, well, you know, I, I can get why Batra is a little uh, emotional and an emo. Yeah, about just things. like he's. You know he he had he had a big role lined up for him. He was going to be the villain of the Mothra standalone movie, and then he just kind of got 
pushed into this Godzilla Mothra team up crossover battle. So Batra needs to be the villain in our Jet Jaguar movie, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. no, no, no I think we we. That. We need we need to save Batra. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jet, Jet, you need Jack. to work up to Batra. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's 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 clearly Geigen. Like yeah. Geigen is a good fit for a Jet Jaguar yeah, movie. Yeah. That is a hundred percent. Like you know, you don't need Geigen to fight Godzilla. Geigen and Megalon, because Megalon is like because you need some some you need at least two monsters for him to fight to keep it dynamic. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, and to really uh, prove that Jet Jaguar is like a true hero. Yeah, because he's fighting two on one. Yeah, that's really that's true heroism that's right true there. True heroism right there. <laughs> if you can't, you're a punk. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's pretty much um all the information on the movie one last kind of a bit of a downer of a of a bit of a story is that uh, ashiro honda had visited the set uh of this film shortly before passing himself so uh he did grace uh godzilla versus mothra uh, and got to see uh mothra i don't know maybe he came in on a boring day yeah two Mm -hmm. of his monsters get to be back and one that he didn't create but is pretty much an offshoot of one he did create yeah you know, he's probably like, yeah, I, I probably would have done Batra at some point. You know? <laughs> if we had made more Mothra movies, I would I would have gone with the evil Mothra at some point. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that that's all the information we have at our story uh, of on the story. Uh, Toho is moving forward with the classic monsters and brings one of the more classics of all. So Nick, without further ado, should we hop in uh, to this one? It's time to meet the Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. Why do we do it? Mahala, mahala mosuna, tama, tama mosuna, naba, kue naraba na. We've determined over the break that we are canceling Bonzilla yeah, to just, so we're not, we're never develop gonna... Meet the Mothras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what what is Ben Stiller doing these days? Right is well, like is like De Niro Mothra and like one of like the fairies are like bringing like a new guy home. Is that like what's going on well, here? No, because it would be more clearly it would be like the weird Fred Willard. But I kind of just like De Niro just being with Mothra. Like I don't know that that image is really funny. See, I kind of like it if De Niro's Mothra, and then like this, like one of the Imago, not one of the larvas, is bringing a Godzilla home. Yeah, <laughs> like it's one of those. <laughs> Although, like the that one guy that works for the company in this movie, yeah, like Ben Stiller could have played him in like. Like the bump, like the bumbling oaf yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, kind of. But like yeah. it would be, it would be the Americanized version <laughs> where it's like kind of the same character, yeah. But because it's Ben Stiller, they completely change it still to be like him, yeah. But they can't go still see him playing that type of role. Well, well you know what? I gotta get it back the egg to the cook. This cup. is this is a terrible Ben Stiller. I don't know where I you had me up until you tried to uh, pretend to be Ben Stiller. There, what happened? What was that? <coughs> oh God! Yes, yeah, yeah. simmer down, simmer down. Dodgeball. All right, Nick, we gotta talk about Mothra. We gotta talk about the <coughs> the save the Earth. You're dying. Nick is dying, guys. This is on air. 
Godzilla. It really it's, is it's, over. It's done. Godzilla. All right, now let's talk about the real. Records its first death. <laughs> no, I mean we. Come on, are, Nick. People Let have died out. over the course of the podcast. Pedro Odaz Senior had cancer. Yeah, Shira Honda just died. Yeah, I mean not right now. No. just like five minutes ago. What I yeah. said. <laughs> All right, Mothra. Godzilla versus Mothra. Um, the battle for Earth. Yes. Uh, Nick, I I am curious. I want you to go first on this one. I'm curious to hear uh, your thoughts on this 1992 film. By the way, real quick fact. Apparently, every one of these movies takes place the following year of the movie it's released in. Yeah. So, like, if you go on IMDb, the one of the facts on each IMDb page for all these Heisei films is that it's taking place the following year of release. So, like, so, like... Uh, this one took, came out in 1992, so the IMDb trivia is that it takes place in 1993. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then the next film will say, which it will be like, this movie takes place in 1994. <laughs> it's just weird. It's the one, it's in well, every single well, one. Well, so that they can use somewhat futuristic things, but right. like nothing like too crazy. Also, that was another thing. I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting you, but that was another thing, how like casually they'll just put in, like just sci-fi shit like yeah. like future like wait they have that <laughs> they can they can do that's why it takes place the next year because right, they develop right. it over the course of the year right so anyway movie go oh, ahead yeah. <laughs> so um godzilla versus mothra yes and it's mothra is the second yes person in, in yeah. the second moth because before it was mothra got top billing yes yeah and now godzilla's got top billing yeah which uh, is this, just like clap pu- so if you're looking for the episode, industry. just remember, if you want to re-listen to this, it's the one that Mothra is in the yeah. second half of. Or you can just be a diligent listener, listen in order, yeah, and can in order. <laughs> As if these movies have a canon. <laughs> Both franchises. Yeah. Um, anyways, my thoughts on Godzilla versus Mothra. It is my favorite film so far of the Hasty series, yeah. and uh, right now slots in top five. Uh, top five, all of my Godzilla movies. I have that's to. Made, that mean that's that's that is very like direct, but that's kind of how. Say like, shut up, Will. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's it's. How dare it, you I, ask I me. really really enjoyed this one for a number of different reasons. Um, I I have to agree with you in terms of this may be my favorite of the Hasty series so far. At least. So far that 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 we've watched, and it's definitely. I don't know about my entire rankings, but I was definitely, and I've kind of been going through this period of like. I've been like kind of diving into the movies a little bit earlier just to kind of start my thoughts and yeah. start percolating my thoughts on them a little bit. So it's been interesting Cheater. watching them. And then, well, I mean, I've seen them already. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's like so. It's been interesting, kind of like seeing them and then like sitting on them a little bit and then watching them again. Uh, this one was very rewarding yeah. to rewatch last night, and because I was already familiar with what was going on, but like our watch, our rewatch of it. Was I was very impressed with yeah. it, and the thing here's the reason I would clearly say this to me is the favorite of my of the Hasty series so far is I think it's the most complete overall package of a movie mm-hmm. that we've seen because even stuff like like even like Adora which would which was you know the second best had like kind of its little bumps around sure oh yeah one hundred percent and like you know I wasn't as high on this rewatch of Violante and obviously Return of Godzilla has a multitude of problems just from an overall standpoint. Like the monster fighting, the story, the human characters, the tone, everything kind of fits together uh, and makes a kind of a complete movie uh, that's 
wholly entertaining watch is emotional and gets you invested. And I, I think that's really more than the other Hasey films have done for me. Well, one thing, and sorry, I was just on my phone because I was just wanted to confirm this, was that the one interesting thing for me about it was that I, when it was over, I thought it was a shorter movie than Ghidorah. Yeah. And it's around the same running time. It does not feel like it is. Which is like a big thing. And I enjoyed Ghidorah, but there is a little bit of like at certain points you feel the runtime of yeah. it. It does feel like a long movie going through many. Uh, but but that... in, in, in some ways, this is almost like the 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 counterpoint to Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Like it's far less plotted yes. of a film. Well, that's the thing about Ghidorah is because yeah. it's got the time travel thing and like the weird and wonky future where it's like it's you know we've kind of it's a kind of defined but not a hundred percent and and kind of how you read into it. Right. And so you're trying to kind of figure that out and then there's a bunch of like machinations to that and like right. different 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 things and you know different always chances. another shoe being dropped yeah like, always always something happening and so it can kind of that can really bog down that movie a little bit especially like before the mecha godzilla stuff or the mecha Ghidorah stuff happens in that movie mm-hmm. whereas this one just from front to end flows really well has again is interesting and unique characters that you can follow all the way through has plenty of fun stuff that kind of keep you energized. I think that's where, really, if we were to say a difference between like Ghidorah and this, is I think this movie kind of has that class. To me, like this movie kind of shares what I like about some of those classic Showa stuff, where it kind of has those up and downs. It's like there's always kind of an interesting fight or an interesting kind of set piece around the corner. Right. Whereas, like, I think Ghidorah is one of those movies where it kind of has that length between mm. its like major set pieces. Yeah, I mean, it. there's so much about it that strikes me as a guy who was trying to break away from what they the films had been thus far. Because I would say this is probably the most, like, kids' film of, of it, all it, of them. It, it, and it, then, it, yeah. um, because cause it's not only that, but, like, some of the examples I was, I was going to give was that it's far less plotted of a movie. Like I said, there's not as many plot machinations or anything. There's kind of a villain, but kind of not. There's no big kind of like plan or plot going mm-hmm. on. Um, but then also at the same time, there is a little bit more focus on a core group of characters that centers around like family and everything. Uh, another thing is that, like I said, it's a little bit more kid friendly just with like the humor and levity and everything. But the big thing about it is that it definitely prioritizes this. There is a lot of marveling at monsters mm-hmm. in this in this film. Yeah. And it made me, just watching it, so stoked for the new Legendary movie. Yeah. Because I find that the Legendary movies have done that. Like They do take that time to be like, holy God, there's a monster. And it's funny because... The, when the director is like, "Oh, I don't want to make a movie where it's like, oh, it's a shock that it's a monster," but he definitely takes that ter- period to be like, "Oh, like let's see how at least cool like that these monsters mm-hmm. are." I, I liked it that he more translated that, and I made a joke about it watching the movie where, like, there's a scene in this movie where the people kind of only have a basic knowledge of what's going, like the government at this point, they're like, they know about Godzilla. Like it's still the same canon and everything, but there's like a giant egg and they get Intel that it has like this thing called Mothra in it. And then the next piece of Intel they have, it's like, 
oh, the other monster? Oh, that's Batra. That's the brother of, like, that's the evil brother of, like, the moth thing. And then everybody's like, okay, all right, yeah, we're, we're all on board. Like, there's just this level of, like, that's basic intel in this world. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Uh, where where was I coming? But yeah, like I said, so the marveling at Monza, it just feels like almost like a complete um, counterpoint, like yeah. a, to, well, to what's Ghidorah. Really, what's, what's really kind of funny too now, because it made me think about it. Because you said like how like, kind of very simple the plot is, and I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of some of those older, you know, Showa Godzilla plots. Where yeah, it's just like that. But this movie, what's kind of funny is that it really is not. It's different, but it's not wholly different than like the original Mothra versus Godzilla, where it's kind of no, like no, because yeah. it's like kind of like it has kind of the you know because the original one has kind of those business plot villains, but not kind of really. It kind of really just turns out that Godzilla is the thing that's fighting. Well, that's the most direct from the, yeah. that old movie was like the business yeah. guy. But I'm, what I'm saying it's like it's very simple, and then they're protecting the egg, and then the egg eventually hatches, and then like you know all that sort of stuff. I did find this movie did a little bit of this movie. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna. It, it does that. It does that thing I like where they kind of skew the expectations a little bit, where they kind of do all the beats you think they're gonna do, but in a little bit of a different, a different way. way yeah. So for instance, like. There is this bit where they have the egg and they're going to take it off, but then like in the old Godzilla movie, it would finally get there and then maybe it would like hatch and then like wreck havoc or whatever. Whereas in this movie, it's just kind of like, all right, they're traveling with it, and then oh nope, it just hatches like, well, it's like and then it's like ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla shows up early, like earlier than you would think, and yeah. then like all of a sudden, like oh, the egg's asking to like to do that. Yeah. I guess we should. Talk a little bit more about like kind of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the mov- movie opens up. Yeah. Um. You know, after we get our you know our pre-opening thing where you know like Godzilla or like whatever like reappear like right. We we should also say before we get into it because I think this paints kind of like as always the thematic thing in this movie. This is a very like don't. Don't don't just, pollute. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like the but it's it's funny because it's so vague to the point of like, well, it's like, it's like man like, is bad for the earth. <laughs> man is destroying the earth, yeah. and now the earth is striking back. So right. we get this whole thing about like, oh, like no, yeah, I remember. So we have a meteor like hit the earth, right? And then like it's gonna causing all this chaos essentially. Right. And then we get our opening. Titles. It's causing a bunch of like kind of like calamities, but the biggest one of all being that it woke Godzilla back yeah. up. Right. Yeah. So we get that woke Godzilla back up. Kind of all these calamities are happening. We come through the opening credits, and then we cut to an Indiana Jones movie. Yes. <laughs> really? You think you think it was uh, Indiana Jones inspired? Hmm, let's see. <laughs> Guy in a hat. Yes. Going after an idol. After he picks up the idol, the temple he's in starts getting destroyed, and then he eventually gets picked up by uh-huh. people that he doesn't really want to work with. So, here's the thing. Did you... I just found this so charming, just this entire oh, I enjoyed, human story. I enjoyed it immensely. But it's like, because it's so like child movie, Saturday morning cartoon rules of life type thing. Yeah. Where it's like, the... like. So basically, they want this guy. So this guy, to, this guy's like he's like a thief. Yeah, and so he's taking this idol from this temple, but he eventually gets 
caught. Right. Like, and he eventually gets taken. But he's in. also like Tom Hiddleston from Kong Skull Island, where he's like, you can guide us through this island. Yes. <laughs> like, he, he's like a, like an adventurer, yes. too. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> he's, he is Indiana Jones by way of Tom Hiddleston yeah. from, from Kong Skull Island. That's a good way to put it. But it turns out that, like... Wait, the, no. Can I also say, he's not... He was so many different types of badass, because not only was he, like, the badass who wore an Indiana Jones hat, but he was also, like, Snake Plissken, where he just has a bandana over his head, mm-hmm. too. Because like, well, like, <laughs> the, the main point and the, like the main kind of point of like human yeah. connection in this movie is that it turns out that like because his company wants him to go after like basically to what it amounts to. And of and course, I'm, who is the liaison between him and the company? His ex-wife. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so his ex-wife is the one there and he's like, you're not paying our alimony checks. Yeah, and, and it's just like they're just... They're just having yucks around, and then they're just saying it. It's like, well, I guess you can just stay here. You know, the crime for what you did is 15 years in prison. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, don't leave me here. Because at first he's refuses. is like, ah, oh, yeah, you, you know, I, I ain't going to do this. I'll be yeah. out of here in two minutes. I don't even have to work for you guys. Because they're, they're basically like, if you go with us on this expedition and you leave this, yeah. we'll, we'll drop all the charges and, like, you won't do anything. It's like, I'll be out of here in a minute. And then there's like, supposed to like, well, you know, like the you'll be here for a while because you know you're you're a thief and that's about fifteen years in prison. And he's like, wait, never, never mind. It just like charmed the pants off of me. No, it's- how like just just how cartoonish and chi- like kid friendly f- the movie fit, was. The thing is, what, what, at the end of the day, it fit the movie. Yeah. it was in. There were some sweet moments too, like when they're talking about the daughter, and yeah. like I thought, like moments like that were pretty yeah, sweet. And you get like you get a history between them, which yeah. I think like. Is more than a lot of these other Godzilla movies can say. Like, yeah, you, there's a there there is a distinct history. Like you you can oh, it's you, definitely the most like human like like the more focus that we've seen on like yeah. a human film because you can even feel, like they line. don't ever explicitly say, it, but you can kind of feel how like maybe in her youth this person kind of was charmed by kind of the the thiefish kind of the Indiana Jones nature of this guy, right? And then like maybe as she got more mature and in her own career that. That originally led to their split. But of he, course, he is doing, uh, he's trying to do best by the daughter using his rugged salt of the earth ways. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, like if I just do this one final score, I'll be able to support you, my daughter. What do you, yeah, yeah, Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck in the Armageddon yes. commentary? I love that term, salt of the, the earth. NASA ways. nerdonauts. <laughs> Um, um, but, but so basically, yeah, so they go, they go to this island, which ends up being the infamous infant island. Yes, but very much no longer any worshippers on the island. Yeah, yeah. Because remember in those old Mothra movies, there are people worshipping 24-7. Right. And in, in our modern society, there just isn't enough pay for yeah. the worshippers. Well, there, there isn't, but is, in all fairness, they change up the lore oh, no, they do. a they, little no, bit no, in they this do. too. No, they do. Because I think we should also mention that but I'm, the I, lore yeah. in this movie is that Mothra, well, Mothra is an ancient guardian of the earth. Yes. And at one point, so they go to this island and they're exploring it. They find the egg and they find this cave with like cave paintings on it of like Mothra and Batra yeah, fighting it, each other. Also, I mention And that then you at yeah, this point yeah. are like. Well, there is also a third party that's with them. There's like kind of the bumbling oaf Ben Ben Stiller person yeah. that I mentioned. before. That guy is just like you could not find a more perfect guy 
Like the casting call must have just been bumbling oaf. Here's like, the thing: he like, just that's what he looked that like. That performance is like some of the most purely Japanese like character because <laughs> it's a very ger- it's a very Japanese character trope. That right. guy, like you see that character in a bunch of anime and a bunch of like Japanese yes. like yeah. video games and cinema. It's a it's like the bumbling oaf businessman, a little bit more heavier than like your your main character. Yeah. Character he kind of has like he stutters a lot. Yeah. Like that's a, it's a very distinct. <laughs> Japanese true. trope. It's true. And and but he but, but you're right. They found the perfect guy. He plays it to an absolute T. And he's playing like the company man who eventually learns the error of his ways. Right, because he's like supposed to bring it back for his boss, which I'm we'll talk about the boss later. The boss is again, we'll talk about him, but he is one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think he made I think in terms of structure, I think it's weird that he made it into this movie. But also, there's like a scene in it that I'm glad that he's still in the movie. And I can't imagine the movie without him, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes. So at one point, we're on the island, and I'm just thinking like, oh, yeah, we're going to see Mothra again. And it, and it hit, my, hit my brain. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to see my goddamn fairy friends. <laughs> But then I was like, wait, no, I don't want to get my hopes up that they'll like make him weird or something like that. Right, like right. it still is, you know, like they they they've been pretty faithful to like you know because the, the looks and stuff like that. But I don't want to get my hopes up. You know, I'm still worried that they're not going to be in this legendary movie. But we'll get to that when we get there. But eventually, yes, my fairies do appear. You know, I'm looking forward to that movie, but you know it's going to be some bullshit. Like, it's like these two idols control, and they just look like tiny little people. 100%. You know that's what they're going to do. I know it's going to do. It's going to be so disappointing. I, I, will, I will angrily tweet. I'll be like, that movie was awesome, but zero out of ten because no fairies. That but be lo and movie. behold, they do show up in this film. Yes. Uh, no longer named the Shobajin fairies. They are the Cosmos in, yes, in the this. Yes, the Cosmos, which was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um... But uh, I just know it's the fairies. So they return, and then they give us their little exposition, uh, catching us up to the world. And this is where we see that the Godzilla films are definitely taking this more mystic, mm-hmm. l- like legend and uh, yeah, because like, the new legend is that basically that the cosmos or these fairies were like a part of the original race of Earth mm-hmm. that Mothra protected all those years ago, and then eventually like the the original people of Earth like destroyed the planet in and of itself. Yeah. Like they, 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 they they made a climate uh, uh, yes yes that's right they, yeah. they they made a climate changing machine and the Earth got mad and created Batra and Batra basically wiped out like mm-hmm. like the climate change and wiped out that that community. There was a huge battle that like you know banished Batra into like sleeping. And then, but also, like, Mothra went into, or maybe gave birth to another Mothra or I something. also like, because in that scene before the fairies, they get to the egg, and then the thief guy, like, looks at it, and he's like, oh, it's not wood, it's not metal. Well, he scratches it yeah, first. He, he scratches like, well, it's not wood or metal, it's some sort of eggshell. That, that did clock me, too, because I'm like, it wait a minute. It clearly looks like an egg. <laughs> like, you don't need to, like, you, it's an egg, you could just feel, like... You don't have to scratch at it. You can be like, hey, it's, oh, I guess this is giant egg is here. But meanwhile, while all this is going on, there's rumblings of Godzilla coming back to life. But before Godzilla can make it to shore, we get our first appearance of Batra, who I think just makes a badass appearance in this movie. And is just like a locum, he's like a, he's like a, just a locomotion of rage. <laughs> just, just like, yeah. it's this, 
And it, this is a this is a point. It's just the tank. I will say this is a point I have for both the Bachelor Law Reform and the Mothra Law Reform. Yeah. Best use of the Larva form. Yes. In any of these movies, because I've never like I love Mothra, and I'll get into like in this movie, I absolutely love Mothra, but I've never been a huge fan of the Larva form because I yeah. always, I always felt in those older movies they never found a way to make it useful. It always was kind of like, oh, it's just kind of like there and shooting a string, and it like it kind of it never really worked for right. me. Like maybe when Larva Mothra is going up against like Ghidorah by herself in Ghidorah, uh, you know, yeah, but, but that's more of like narratively. That's you more, that's dig more of it. a character moment as yeah. opposed to, excuse me, the actual design. Yeah, but both Batra and Mothra in this movie kick absolute ass in their larva forms. Um, especially, yeah, Batra especially just comes out out of the gate. Great kind of villain, great antagonist character. Mm-hmm. Just looks evil. Got the horns. Got you know. Got the venomness, that edginess. To also, it. is a little bit different because it can shoot beams out of it. I mean, but Batra is kind of like it. Just it's almost like remember how we talk about the chaos of Ghidorah? Yeah. Like Batra is just literally just like ready to kill anything yeah. in its way. And I thought that they made a really good, like, even when eventually he joins the fight, like, yeah. later on with Godzilla, just knocks Mothra out of the way and, like, oh, I'm coming after you, Godzilla. Like, I yeah. just, I thought they really sold, like, the type of uh, monster the you type were dealing of monsters. with. But, I, yeah, so eventually they, they, they like, they did decide to take the egg off the island that the, the cosmos are convinced that, like, if we bring the egg back to mainland Japan it'll be the best sure. the egg, even though like, yeah. you know the, the guy really just wants to give it to the company yeah the I mean that that's one of those plot points that you're just kind of like but all right this movie's got to go what on. happens is yeah. that they're sailing out with the uh with the egg and all of a sudden and they're in this boat and then Godzilla comes up like yeah. Godzilla comes up from the sea and then the thief's like well screw this we got to get this egg out of here because if we don't get if we don't get the egg out of here Godzilla will destroy us and then like him and the guy get a fight but in the meantime the, the egg starts hatching in a sense of like it kind of it's it, I think it's supposed to read it as like the egg senses it's in danger and it starts kind of hatching itself to mm-hmm. protect itself and out of the egg comes larva mothra and at this point I was like okay we'll see what they can do absolutely blown away oh. by that whole water fight scene well here's the thing in this one and this is my favorite mothra of the entire Godzilla franchise I, I can see why I don't this I, I is what the top this and. But that's the biggest thing that Mothra is a badass in this movie. Absolutely, like, and we'll get into kind of like the moth form, but like you know, because because you're right, like they kind of do that thing where it's like, oh, like you know, Larva Mothra is like you know is an admirable foe, but it, it really is just kind of like the kind of the joke and the trope of it. It's like. Oh, because Mothra is so quote unquote powerful that it's like it's got this weaker form too, right? And which it, doesn't really play in other ones because it's like Mothra just seems just kind of like a normal monster in the other ones, yeah. like just gets kind of defeated just as right. much. Right? They, they build her up, but it's like and I love her in all those other movies, but they kind of build her up and like all oh, this this form right. is so powerful. But, but this one was just like it's. Keeping a- Godzilla on the ropes, and they do some new additions where they bring back the the, the webbing. Yeah, the, but the this sil- time it's like maybe acid. Yeah, <laughs> this time. Well, around the thing too. is, is like they make moth, they make larva form energetic, and mm. that's really what changes the dynamic. Because I love, like, you know, I've I've said this over the podcast. I love the most the more energetic monsters and the more energetic fights. And that was always the problem with, with the original larva Mothra is that. She's basically just kind of a worm, yeah. just like slowly coming across the ground and shooting silly string. Yeah. It's not really that dynamic. There's not much you can do with that fight. 
But here she's like, because she's in water, first of all. So she's jumping in and out of the water. You know, she's like moving around. She's she's flying up in the air. She like at one point like attaches herself to Godzilla's chest, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like starts like just kind of like leeching off his chest. He's, he, she suits her like kind of string, but it's like more kind of acidy and like watery. But like Godzilla's kind of like trying to get out of that. Right. And and everybody's kind of looking in awe. And then when Batra comes into that fight, Batra just plows through it, starts fighting Godzilla himself. Then you kind of got this three way dance that's happening. Mm-hmm. Godzilla and Batra kind of fall into the water, and Mothra is kind of all on her own. And she's. You know, Which I thought that was see, and that was like another thing that made this movie so fun and dynamic was then then uh, Batra and Godzilla kind of have this underwater fight yeah. thing going on. Oh, and uh, what I, one thing I want to mention too because they have this underwater fight. Uh, and they're shooting their beams at each other. And one thing I really liked about this movie, and I don't know if it was in the previous Hasty films, I might have not noticed, but I definitely noticed in this movie. I always liked whenever Godzilla shot his atomic breath in this movie, it kind of looked like it was just out of control. Like, you know, like it yes. would be this thing yeah. where it's like he'd open his mouth, but then his mouth would kind of like shoot up in an extra inch because like the atomic breath was coming out. Right. Like, I thought that was like a really interesting like just visual cue yeah. for that because usually like Godzilla the, the the atomic breath is so controlled and it's always just in a straight line but the fact well, that I it was kind of like more a little bit more wild even as that Godzilla as a destructive force of nature and that really matches up well with what Batra is which is kind of the rage of earth so when they get that kind of head to head battle uh, that brief little kind of head to head battle they have underwater before they fall into the magma is like it's just really interesting and really cool well again the key is dynamic because even like again, and I enjoyed the movie, but even like the Ghidorah one is like you you wait the entire movie and then like the big battle is them in that field and yeah. it's cool and it's awesome, but that's basically all you get. Yeah. Whereas like this one, they're like keeping it really cool. And then like outside of the battle, like then with the Mothra going through the city, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, it it's interesting because I've it does said before that the Godzilla movies have often can be equated to like also like they could be disaster movies too that yeah. you can kind of just call these things like you know storms and you know just natural things that you know are very impassionate they're just going about their way and they do that and and it's kind of like that thing we like about some of the best Godzilla movies where it's it's destruction, but it doesn't feel like pornographic destruction. No. It feels like they're kind of like, well, it's a giant monster. This is kind of Especially like Especially because, again, like about. the larva form's a little bit bigger in this movie, yeah. too. So it like it really sells the destruction. Oh, when it when it tears through that city, mm-hmm. it is awesome. Well, and what's the other good thing about it, again, from a character perspective, too, is that you have this set of characters that know what Mothra is mm-hmm. and like her destiny and why she needs to be protected. Meanwhile, you have like a Japanese military and these other people who are like well, she is destroying the city. Right. Like, we need to defend but, but ourselves. See, but because that's, cause that's all they've seen. They've seen, like, these Godzillas and these Biolantes and these Ghidorahs where it's just like, oh, they're just destructive forces. And they don't really, they, they can't really understand that Mothra may have another, you know, a higher purpose, so right. to speak. She might, that Mothra may be on their side at the end of the day, but they, at the end of the day, they're, they're doing their duty. They have to defend the city. But that's the unique thing about this movie, though, is that, like they get you so much on board with the with the kind of the neutral nature of the monster like they like a monster will either be like good neutral or like bad yeah and mostly they're just bad but like sometimes like like mothra is kind of like that neutral but ultimately good type of deal because like there's yeah. that scene where and I'm going to get into just like the filmmaking of this but there's that scene when the the 
the ships are attacking Mothra, and then they're calling for Mothra, and Mothra just plows through all the ships. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a bunch of people dead right there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, you don't, you just kind of are on board with the more right. neutral nature of it. Like, yeah. I, it's a very hard thing to describe, but you're just kind of like, you're, you're engulfed you're, in the you're, filmmaking you're of it. You're invested in Mothra. Like, yeah. you, you, the movie makes you care about Mothra. Yeah. And they do it beautifully through Mothra, mm-hmm. through the human characters, you know, especially with, you know, the ex-wife character and how the bumbling oaf businessman gets on, you know, Mothra's side. Right, and right. even even the thief at some point, you know, is doing his own thing. But I think I think always a big part of Mothra and what makes you care about Mothra are, are the cosmos or the fairies. Yeah. And I generally think, like, you get the classic Mothra song, you get a couple different Mothra songs, there's like a little, little bit of Mothra the musical there. Yeah. But they really kind of are the ones that you can kind of feel that emotion between them and Mothra, mm-hmm. and so you feel for them. So when they're calling for Mothra to help them uh, at certain points, like that you feel like Mothra is that protector, and you, you buy into Mothra as this good kaiju, which really, like, it really is something. We've kind of talked about it, but it is a rare thing. Because obviously in like the sh- late Showa era, like Godzilla builds up to be kind of this hero figure. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of just a purely you know kaiju creatures like you're right most of them are just bad to neutral at best Mm -hmm. like the only other good creature that we've really seen and it's not even a creature it's a robot it's jet jaguar jet jaguar is is, well and king caesar was one yeah but king King caesar also has that element of like he is kind of a just you know an ancient being of destruction too like there's that element to it of that legend like really it's like Mothra and Jet Jaguar are the purest hearted Mm. kaiju creatures I do want to talk about um because you were kind of talking about the fairies and everything was like when I earlier I called this like this is a marveling at monsters movie and it's very set PC in terms of like and it almost reminded me, and I think you'd appreciate this, it almost reminded me of those early Disney classics, too. Just, like, also the type of music it was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, maybe, like, like something like in Bambi or something. Yeah. That, that's the one where, is that, like, the, like, there's that whole, like, it's raining in the forest. Yes. And, like, it just, like, it, it just reminded me of that, oh, it's this is just taking this the scene to be a purely visual musical treat. Yeah. Of oh, Mothra, yeah. like, like when forming first, the cocoon. When they first call for Mothra, like, well, I want to get to that scene. Yeah. But when they first call for Mothra and you see her, because when Mothra, when Godzilla and, because, uh, yeah, because Godzilla and Batra fall into the in the lava and everybody yeah. thinks they're dead, Mothra decides to No, return. no, 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 Nick. They don't fall into the lava. They fall into the crust of the earth. Yes, that's Their true. battle is so intense that the seafloor opens up and swallows them. Yeah. That is number one on one of the most badass things yeah. that happens in this movie. Yes. And I will get to number two eventually. Let me correct myself. <laughs> when when Batra and Godzilla fall into the crust of the earth... No, which, no, 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 no. Get swallowed uh, by the earth. Get swallowed by the earth and then also engulfed by magma, which yes, is inside yeah. the earth. Uh-huh. Mothra decides to return to Infant Island. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually the fairies are brought to the, the evil businessman guy, which I still want to get to. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna forget <laughs> this guy. But eventually, then they fear they're like essentially captured, and they're like they're captain. Like you know, nobody knows where they are, and so they call to Mothra through song. And it's again, even that is just this beautiful little montage, kind of over the song of Mothra traveling it's across. A good the song sea. too. Yeah. No, like all the all Dude, the. I'm so. I, oh man, I hope that song. Some variation of that song better be in the new movie. It's like Lady Gaga yeah. pop single. <laughs> 
Um, um, but anyways, yes. So, and then even that sequence is amazing. But like, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to just talk about the, I mean, there's two just like. The last, like, half hour of this movie is such, like, a, if you enjoy, like I said, marveling at monsters, like, you are not going to be disappointed because it's, just when there's this one awesome scene with Mothra, be- then is followed by the best scene in the movie, and I think one of the best crafted kaiju scenes that mm-hmm. Toho has ever produced. Yeah. Well, like, my, I, I will say my favorite scene in the movie is Mothra making her cocoon. Yeah. Like, I think, like, that scene is beautiful just from an emotional standpoint mm-hmm. it's the music is amazing the score is fantastic because because mothra has essentially is what what's kind of happened is that mothra has come to protect to, to save the fairies right. from their capture but because again the military is just like well she is destroying the city we need to do something so they you know there's a fight and mothra kind of wins but she is you, know, you get the sense that she's battle damaged and she's kind of like on her last leg so she goes to the what the National Diet Building. Which yeah, that one, that one guy's like not the National Diet Building. <laughs> I like he's well. Re- that's how you knew this was a kids movie because yeah. like the was that the Prime Minister I want to say or was it just like the head of the military? He's like one of the one of the head military. Yeah, guys, but yeah. like he was just like, oh my god, how can this be happening? That's another like anime yeah, like very ja- Japanese no, guy. Just like yeah. the one guy's like, oh my, and his oh, like my. eyes are really yeah. wide. <laughs> Always oh, like no, another new monster. What? <laughs> Anyways, to get to my beautiful point, uh-huh. but like so, Mothra is kind of on her last legs in this cocoon uh, in her um her larva form, but she's just form uses her silly string to form this giant cocoon, mm-hmm. and just that whole sequence is as like the characters you've been invested in uh, have you know are watching it happen. Everybody's yeah. kind of watching it out outside of the, of the, the building. But it's just it 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 it, it gets so emotional. Like mm. you're so emotionally into this moment. Yeah. And 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 you because you know like even from us, what's, what's cool is that you, okay, you know that the moth form is coming. That if if the larva form was actually cool <laughs> in this movie, you know the moth form is gonna be great. well. The birth of Mothra into the moth form is That's, my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of include that kind of all yeah. as one. I think well, because they like, don't take place that far apart. No, in they the don't. Movie. They don't. Yeah. It's not. It's not like she's like there. Like another movie would have her. Like she's there for days, and everybody's kind of like, "What should we do with it?" Yeah. But this one is like once, like again, kind of like that egg scene earlier. Kind of calls back to that, where it's like once she's needed, she right. she evolves. But it's just but this, that but that sequence is is I, yeah. I kind of just included in like wow, that's my favorite scene because it's it, it that is just perfection it's just this beautifully crafted scene where i mean it really can only be described as like moth mothra is you know emerging from the cocoon and the music is really good and the design of mothra in this movie is spectacular and oh you know they even i I, I haven't mentioned before but the design is out of this world yeah all like top three maybe top two possibly top one like non-Godzilla, like, all-time great design. Yeah. It's just, it looks so amazing. And just the color and, like, the furriness of this one, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the mothy furriness of this one, yeah. too. Just the head. Just, you get that sense. Again, you get that sense that this is a good creature just from looking at that head and how they do it. And the music matches up with that moth form so well. Mm-hmm. It complements it and creates something that's, that's truly well-crafted and beautiful. Yeah. I guess I don't need to say anything anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just, 
And like, because Mothra's Mothra's the shit, man. Mothra's great. Well, Mothra is just cooler in this movie than than she has been. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and then. And and that's like always it goes back to like the reason I like these movies because if you go look at the behind the scenes of this movie, it's all done on like a like on a model set that they make. So it's like the building and everything is only like about our height and stuff like that. And then it's actually like a giant puppet that they are, uh, you know, manipulating. So. You know, when the wings come out, that all looks great. And then, like, when he, she slowly flies over it. And I actually thought that there was really good, you know, direction and filmmaking and editing in this film because it's because right before that, also, Godzilla comes back. And here is one of the most badass things that happened in this movie where the Mount Fuji is erupting mm-hmm. and they get the reading that Godzilla is coming out of it. And then somebody explains that Godzilla was swallowed up by the earth and <laughs> swam through the magma. Swam underneath the plate. <laughs> Under, he, he swam underneath the crust of the earth and found a way up through Mount Fuji and erupted out of the volcano. That is the most badass thing. And what was what's the line? It's like I what was the oh line? I don't remember the line. I just remember that. No, what he's happened. like the line's like and I'm, like this creature is like all full of like something like oh that. like he's like he's he's like full of surprises or something. Yeah, like, this is like, 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 like uh, I, uh, this cre- this unbelievable creature is beyond understanding. Yeah, yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's what he said. I loved it. So also, was- you want to know? Here's another badass thing. Yeah, Batra doesn't. Batra also is alive. Yeah, does well, not. No, well, I'm, I'm gonna get to this well, part. Was, okay. Well, well, <laughs> I guess now you're. you're Batra's <laughs> also alive. Yes. Badass doesn't even need a cocoon yeah. to evolve into its form. Mm. Just just poops magically into its its more like Mothra batty form. Right. It just poofs. But it's that's there. what I liked about. I mean, why I like the direction and the filmmaking of this is because and it and it's all very shorthand, obviously. But they do that big beautiful scene with Mothra and they and they've done their work at this movie that you know all these monsters by now. Mm-hmm. So they have this big beautiful scene with Mothra and then it's bookended by a well this guy this badass just turns into the moth and and it kind of is like one of those things where you understand what the stakes of the movie are. Yeah. Uh right away you understand and, who the villain is, but then you also kind of thematically get that like Mothra is like the natural protector of Earth where Batra is just like this this the thing pure, of rage, the pure yeah. rage of, of like the Earth revenge. Yeah, and so then, and then Godzilla is kind of there as kind of like that wild card. So where- I have a really deep thing about this, but I'll get to as we. So we're approaching the main battle mm-hmm. uh, in one of the best battle set pieces that we've had uh, in these movies, where it's like kind of like in the middle of this like kind of like. Um, like kind of like city district that has like a big like, Ferris, uh, wheel. Ferris wheel, kind of like a mini like kind of theme park area, yeah. like right in the middle of the city. Yeah, and uh, so then commences the fight uh, between all three of these monsters. First, it's between Batra and Mothra. Mm-hmm. Then Godzilla joins the fray. Um, I I would say like overall, I was very impressed with how they got these fights to work. Yeah, and th- and this ba- this last battle is the best fight of the Hasey era so far. Yes. Like, I oh, one hundred percent. Far in a way, like you know, Mecha Ghidorah kind of is up there, but like really like. You know, you can kind of tell some of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the, you know, cuts they had to make to that costume yeah. because it's like so heavy. But this one just, it's, it is up there with those great show fights. Well, it's just like, 
the technology and like again the craft of this movie shows because there is a sense where you do it feels like these giant move like these giant monsters fighting each other because like like though that one shot when and also this is the first movie that Mothra has a beam weapon too yeah where it's like Mothra is another one where it's like they make Mothra this and I hope they continue this within the new movies because I think Mothra kind of works this way as really like a magical Creation. like yeah. like powerhouse mm-hmm. where it's like her abilities are like you know like kind of hidden but she'll like take them out when right. she needs to like she is like she is like it seems like she's just a moth but she has a lot of tricks up her sleeve right and that and makes then, her work but those shots where it's like either batra or like mothra just like sweeping like flying past godzilla mm-hmm. or that one shot where it's like Got, Mothra comes back in for the rescue, and it's just this big shot of like Mothra just slowly flying towards him, shooting beams, and Godzilla's like, ah, like, yeah. like all that stuff it's, is just a visual treat, yeah. and it's, it's and, so and, awesome. And again, to see. I, it 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 really doesn't it doesn't hurt that they make you emotionally invested because mm-hmm. because again, like even like some of those like Godzilla fights, like the la- ones I like, like you know they get you. I, I think like that original Ghidorah fight. It gets you invested. For some reason, I'm really invested in the Jet Jaguar fight just mm-hmm. because of how that kind of how that functions. And I kind of no, no, you you wouldn't be wrong. But like, I think that this one is a, just you get invested in Mothra. Mm-hmm. You you've already invested in these human characters that you know they, they you know the human characters are kind of watching at this point. But you you kind of get this the end of their journey too through mm-hmm. this fight. And I just think that like because you're so invested in the character and the emotion that Mothra brings, it just elevates every single element of that well fight. but the thing that sells it in this movie is like then there is a moment where and this is very impressive where they kind of there's also another thing this movie does which i thought was really interesting that they don't do the the fairies just translate what the monsters are saying yeah so there's a lot of like some monsters are talking to each other and yeah. then you just as an audience just have to either go what you just pick up from the context of the right. context clues, Cause, cause which I thought was very it's, it's, like like the good. fairies don't do it, and I think like they they do a brief thing with the psychic who does come back for this. Movie. Yes, Miki comes back. Miki comes back yeah. for a brief role, but she does some which like, I kind of like. I like that. No, she's I, I, still I actually has her role. I actually do like how she's there. I, again, she kind of adds. She also is like emotionally invested in like finding Mothra and finding yeah. the fairies and stuff. But she she has one point. It's like, of course they're communicating, and then I think she says something where it's like, oh, they they're going to team up or something. like Right. That, so. Yeah. But it's like they they were pretty fair about doing that. But they have this little bit where Mothra is giving Batra a pep talk, and it's like, hey man, why we gotta be why we gotta be enemies? Why can't we be friends? And 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 I just thought like you're right. They get you invested of like, oh wow, the monsters are like kind of real characters yeah. at this part. And then eventually, <laughs> Batra sees the era of his ways. And also does a badass thing by not only uh, saving Mothra from a, the Ferris wheel dropping on her, but then picking up said Ferris wheel and throwing it on Godzilla, which yeah. is awesome. But, but, but if, yeah, because eventually Mothra and Batra team up to take down Godzilla. Because yeah. really, if you think about it, I think we may have been, you may have this before, but like Godzilla, like Mothra and Batra at the end of the day are there to protect Earth. Right. And protect, you know, the Earth as kind of this being. And Godzilla is kind of this destructive force of nature. Right. And eventually it's kind of like, well, let's team up to take down, you know, mm-hmm. this one thing that's kind of been well, the destructive so force of nature. Here's kind of like my deeper thematic thing that mm-hmm. would kind of be my entire walk away from this movie is that one of the things I said that works about it really well is that there really isn't a big 
plot. There isn't a really like this is what some guy wants or this is, there really isn't even like, like no, this is what the monster wants. Like not, it, there's no like monster wants, there's no like alien plot line. Right. It's there's literally like, just like even the war like even Batra is just like, oh, it's just gonna destroy a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. that's all it's gonna do. And it's just it's it the general theming is like, okay, like again, the earth is kind of in shambles, lots right. of things are happening at the same time, volcanoes are like all this sort of stuff. And is then happening. by extension, this whole conflict between the monsters is kind of an extension of like, oh, the calamities of Earth, like oh, the climate is out of control right. type it's, of it's thing. It's like a, the, the Earth versus right. like the, the forces trying to destroy Earth. But in a general I did, sense. But what I did like was that they paint this entire movie like Batra is the one who's like, like that's the bad part of Earth. Like that's all like the death and destruction, and Mothra is like all the peace and wonder and everything. But what I, and these are both in the context of this movie ancient creatures, right? Mm-hmm. What I liked in this movie, now this may get really deep, is that eventually by the end of this movie, they team up forces to defeat the one creature of chaos that we've been talking about this movie godzilla who is a representative of i would say a more modern quote-unquote mistake of mankind yeah so and it was just interesting that it wasn't like oh like godzilla is like this ancient creature it's like godzilla's representation of like the the errors of our modern ways right and it's it's time for these ancient purely from that nuclear standpoint and it's it's time for these ancient creatures uh, that represent like a lot of death and destruction on their own right to like team up against like like M- man's modern mistake right and it's just like it's a very like kind of like interesting very damning that is a really good read into this movie yeah wow that is no no I mean I'm just like I mean we got a little bit more to talk about but this is uh, my this movie has been elevating. I, th- yeah. I think it's going to end in the top three. But and then it but like I said, it's such an entertain. It's such a breezy watch. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that simplicity brings out some of these other themes mm-hmm. uh, that I'm talking about. Yeah. And and like I said, it may it makes sense. And one of the things we can touch upon was like they could have given the business the company man more but yeah. like they didn't belabor that point as much they, as you think it, that yeah, they no, would no it's like that's the thing it's like yeah you can always say something this could be more or something could be less but how it's like they, amazing was how earnestly he played that part yeah like absolutely. that guy was also really funny too oh yeah <laughs> like remember there's even that, like, that came across like even in just the subtitles but, but even in yeah. just a performance that really that and that's the thing it's like so this has been so because We've we've discussed it. Sometimes you know there can be stuff lost in translation. Sometimes sure. lost, like lost in like kind of the differences in in culture and acting. And we we admit that fully. But this is one I think one of the purely best acted movies of all these Godzilla movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And that just comes from the purely fact that it really a lot of that emotion translates even beyond the subtitles. Just the emotion of the characters and the movie as a whole really gets to you mm-hmm. at least to, to at least to us at least i think no no i mean i agree and then like i said like we really picked up on like you know the head of the company being super funny there's a one point in the movie where he wants to use yeah, the so th- fairies as like an attraction yeah. very much like mothra and he suggests like well he's like we need to we need to get a place for you it's like go Go to a toy store. Find find things for dolls, and then he just yeah. has this like what like this awkward beat that's just, it's it's funny, it, and then it, everyone's like yeah, yeah. But then later on, well, yeah, he plays so- it so seriously, like 
he's yeah. almost in a different movie. Yeah, like, so, so we've talked about we've talked, <laughs> he's this businessman before, but basically he's like the general like. He's doing all these projects, like he he tore up Infant Island. Yeah, like he tore like like they go to Infant Island and like he you seen like this guy has like just decimated the ecosystem and like he's building another thing and he like people are like, well, what about the Earth? And he's like, I could give two shits about the Earth. That's yes. a, that's essentially what he's like. The, if the Earth wants revenge, then like what is like he's like, if the Earth wants revenge, then he can come and get it. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit. But then he's saying that while he's also breaking down on the floor, like he's having like this existential crisis. Like he's on all fours. But like that one scene, like he's like banging on the floor. He's on all fours. Like he lost the children's card game. Yeah, like he he Jesus yeah. Come on! Shout out to Little Karibo. That's that's way too obscure of a reference. I um, know, but um, so but like that scene when he's like him and the in the oaf are like arguing with each other. Yeah. Like that guy's really selling that moment where he's like, "You don't understand." <laughs> it's like if you don't understand, then you can get out. <laughs> it's like whoa! I, like, he's, he's literally like, I don't give a goddamn first <laughs> thing about this earth. Yeah. This earth is giving nothing to me. <laughs> I will make my money no matter Should what. Should he be in the movie? I don't know, but I'm glad he is. Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on that side. You don't need him, but like I think he just adds to that overall the funness of the movie. That's right. what kind of makes this movie. There's nothing in this movie that I wouldn't want, even the more ridiculous elements, because that's just what makes this movie an enjoyable whole watch. Yeah. I could have done maybe without the green screen of like them falling into the in the river earlier on. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. That was the only rough part. I was like, ooh, that's You want rough. me to die? <laughs> that's another good, that was another good line. I like that. Um, so yeah. So and then eventually, like, oh, the, uh, this, I'm sorry. I think of another funny moment with um, the businessman guy. Yeah, they've camped out for the night and they've like slept. And then the guy's like, oh, there's a cave. You know, the thief's like, there's a cave behind uh, the right. waterfall. And then you just see the other guy has like an alarm clock <laughs> and he like jolts away. He's like trying to. Like, oh, 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 oh. I love like. What time did he think was like they should get up at? Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> the other two people are up. Yeah, the ex-wife and the thief are are, are totally up and awake, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a cave. Be- oh, there's a cave behind the waterfall. That's yeah. what we were looking for. Cool." And he just wakes up with this alarm clock. It's great. So the fight happens, and then it kind of ends in a way where Mothra and Batra incapacitate Godzilla, and then they take him out into the middle of the ocean to trap him. Batra gets killed in the... Batra essentially sacrifices himself. Yeah, and then uh, Mothra basically seals Godzilla into this portion of the ocean. Into the Triforce, essentially. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, it was in production that it was going to be a more elaborate, like like ru- ruins were going to come up and like they were going to some like the fairies were going to summon like stuff to trap them in there but it's just like ah, it's just, it's just, just a force field. there was actually a, a draft of this film uh where mothra was going to die and then either in that film in the same film where the next film was going to come back as mecha mothra uh, uh, okay that's a little bit too much <laughs> mecha Ghidorah, i can handle mecha mothra i think i would have called bullshit on no matter how they discerned it um and then the movie wraps up in a nice, sweet way where they uh, revealed that, like, you know, Batra was still a product of Earth and would have destroyed this meteor that was going to 
eventually arrive and destroy yeah, it's not Earth. the meteor from the beginning of the movie yeah. it's a different meteor that like like and then i guess in their conversations mothra and the fairies found out that batra yeah. was going to leave earth at one point go into space and right. basically destroy which kind earth. of is like this interesting thematic thing about even the worst of earth as part of earth yeah like it's like you know it's all natural i suppose yeah. and then so, and so and then mothra decides mothra and the fairies decide that they're going to take over batra's mission yeah and they leave earth and fly out of space yeah uh, which is some I would put it in my top five shots of the movie. Yeah, it's just Mothra flying with the giant Earth in the background. That that was awesome. That was awesome. And but everybody and it's also again everybody on the ground. And then you know the thief and his wife get back together. And like and we haven't really mentioned, but the daughter does play a little bit of the role in the movie. Mm-hmm, and yeah, I do yeah. think that she adds to it because she's like very concerned about the fairies. And the fairies are like, "Don't cry. We'll you know we'll protect you and stuff like that and, yeah and then at the end of the movie there is like a nice just moment between my between only if i had one nitpick i i do wish like i mean there's like two i mean it's a godzilla movie so of course that they they beat it you over the head with this is a movie about don't fuck with the earth like yeah. it, so but you kind of like all right that's just you know comes mm-hmm. with this territory i think the one thing is like i liked the fairies i liked the actresses and i thought like a lot of those scenes like they just bring the soul and yeah. energy to this movie especially but, within the singing yeah but there's a little bit where it's like i mean you could kind of like characterize these guys maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. like because there is a level of like mothra is destroying the city looking for these guys and then like the daughter's like Hey, can you tell her to knock this off? And the and the, and the fairies are like, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, we could do that for you." Like, it's like <laughs> just get us out the window. Like, just like, hey, get us, get us in like range. Get out the way the window. We'll, we'll take. Yeah, care it's of like, it. uh, yeah, like could have done that a little bit earlier, but they just again, that's more of a nitpick than anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I overall came out of this movie very much liking it and like very yeah. much solidifying it as like. Um, at least like i don't know how high it will be but very high up on the hasty era and then just one of the best crafted godzilla films that we've watched in yeah in quite some time this really solidified itself as one of my favorites i think it is like for where we are right now i think it sticks in my top three Mm -hmm. now i was just talking about it i just like there's a lot of thematics just a lot of the craftsmanship and just the overall package of the movie i yeah. think is, is really up there for me and it also is an example of like how godzilla does kind of work even though he is like part of the title of the movie and is an important part of the movie but he's like kind of like not the center he's yeah not the focus of it but still but very again, much he, works as a presence he's a presence and that's what you need him to be when he's in these movies and he's not a presence i yeah. always bring up astro monster that movie he has no presence at all and that movie absolutely stinks yeah this movie there's still a presence and he's still an involved part of the plot and that's what's important mm-hmm. um but i guess the one thing that is more important than that is figuring out who harrison ford he's in indiana movie. jones <laughs> how is he not here's the thing i was thinking oh of. so like at one point they go back to like his place and he's just watching indiana jones yeah <laughs> is that is that what it is well, so no, I, ford is the other thing i was thinking though yeah like, this would be, not maybe this exactly, but this would be an amazing plot for an Indiana Jones movie. Just think about if you did the exact same opening with Indy, 
And then, like, he gets caught by these people, and then he's like, "Sure, the, the, sure." And you know, because because India's always, even though he's seen he's seen it all, he's always skeptical that all these mythical and and things exist. And he's, and he's like, "Really, we're going after we're going after some giant moth, really?" <laughs> but then and then of course he 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 actually finds the thing. He knows how the high like he knows about the cave paintings, and he knows exactly all about it because he's a history nerd. And then like and then he does have to kind of find this idol maybe or find the fairies this idol to really protect Mothra like this would be a really fun kind of I just love that Indy always like he's seen the Ark of the Covenant and he's still like oh like the Holy Grail that's nonsense you know and even if you consider that he's like the Ark of the Covenant that couldn't exist meanwhile he was like overtaken by like this like ancient cult of of Indian people all right, all right. well we gotta save that for our Indiana Jones Fraggle Rock podcast so it's like let's wait for that <laughs> Well, it's either that or Indiana Jones and Jaws. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> Indiana Jones and Jaws. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Jaws 4. Ugh. The best um, The best Jaws. Best Jaws. At least they, that was one of the finally titles. piss your Jaws sequels. That, that's a, that, that is tempting. Um, yeah, I was going to say he's just like one of those like uh, satellite guys, those American satellite guys at the beginning. But yeah, I, that, I just like it now. There's just like Indiana Jones. I still Jones. always love it when these movies, like these. Because when the movie started, it does start with just these English, and I was like, I was like about to say, like, Will, did you put on the right version? Yeah, of no, I, I had that thought, but then I knew one hundred percent for sure that I like made sure it was in Japanese. So yeah. it's like there's just they always have a little bit of an English speaking part in there. Um, so uh, that's it pretty much for the movie. If we want to talk some post release stuff, um, I do. Yeah, it's part of our this is a part of our segment. Well, reception of the movie is very weird because, like, as I look through it, even like critical and like fan stuff, it is very mixed. Like, there's some people who really like it, and then there's some people who say like, "Oh, it's a it's fine. It's like a fine Godzilla movie." Um, which I I don't know. know don't know what they're talking. about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe since we're looking at it through the prism of doing this podcast and just our taste, like maybe like we appreciate some of the other things. But I mean, if people don't like it. The people mm-hmm. don't like it. But there, it, it, I didn't really find like a big giant consensus on it. Yeah. You know what? There was a big consensus on it though in Japan when it got released because this movie did gangbusters. It was so uh, successful that it ranked as the at the time the second highest grossing Godzilla movie, right yeah. under King Kong. Uh, versus Godzilla, and was actually number two behind Jurassic Park in Japan the following year. That's big. So this was eventually, I think, that with Mothra um, up at the at, in the title and up in the forefront, uh, that there was no need for concern because she raked in all the big bucks, mm-hmm. which would probably uh, determine why Mothra would eventually. Uh, get her own series uh, of films. And is there those films like outside the Godzilla continuity? Or they... I'm not 100% familiar with them, but I know like there's like a variation of Ghidorah in those movies, mm-hmm. but I don't, but it's kind of, I don't think they do like a, this is the same world as Godzilla. Right. Because I don't think they, those movies kind of concern themselves like that. I think like, it's like its own separate thing. Yeah. And it's like if Godzilla shows, like those are the type of movies where it's like, it's its own thing. And then if we want Godzilla to show up, he will. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair like enough. it's, it's like, because I, I think we've talked about those before and I'm curious to kind of see what those movies would be like. Yeah. Yeah. Still, they they don't match in my design of Mothra in here. I think this is my favorite. And Mothra. It is, no, this is all time best. Like when Mothra even pulls out the, like the, the, like the, 
the force field like thunder cloud it, it yeah. does above like Mothra is just a badass in it's this movie. It's just so good. The, the, the design is just it just so good. Well, it's, it's also nice because there is the sense that Mothra could beat Godzilla, where yeah. I feel like in other movies we kind of got the sense that like. Oh, Mothra could easily be taken out well, by Godzilla. Because even in the in the first well, Mothra versus Godzilla, it's like yeah, she puts up that fight, but Godzilla eventually wins yeah. that fight, mm-hmm. and then she just she gets larvaed. Yeah, and then and then somehow the larvae are like, and it's like again we've talked about like oh, it's kind of a cute concept where it's like all oh, the two smaller creatures kind of take down the big nasty Godzilla, but it's still like that fight isn't. It is twenty minutes of silly string. Yeah. Um. So Nick, uh, I think we got a winner on our hands yeah. with this one. I, I mean, agree. if anybody's definitely interested in these movies, I would even say, and if you've heard me say it many, 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 many times before, the craft of what goes into these movies, I would highly suggest this one. This would be one of the ones I would recommend. Watching. Uh, it's an easy, breezy watch, uh, and you know, I'm not saying like you know the character stuff is going to blow your mind, and there's probably still going to be cheese and things lost in translation it, you don't like. But it is, we say it's simple, and it is. But yeah. I think. And maybe we appreciate it because we've been binge. You know, it's one of those things. Maybe it's the fact that we've been binge these movies, so we can just appreciate when it's simple. Sure, but I do think that would. Work. But I, but I genuinely think I that genuinely there think is a. It would work on its own just if you just yeah. watched it. And there's a focus on the individual human characters that even if it's not the most compelling to everybody, it is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and more than you and again, get most. certainly more enjoyable than some of the other plot lines. Yeah. Had. Um, so that wraps it up for Godzilla versus Mothra, Nick. Um, next uh, time that we enter the Hasty series, more familiar faces come. And this one, Nick, is a fan favorite. And by fan favorite, I mean it's a Nick favorite. Because, Nick, next time, uh, you know, it's time to, time to get a little bit metal, right? You, know, you like metal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not Mecha Mothra. Yeah. <laughs> not Mecha Mothra, but instead, Mecha Godzilla comes back into the fray. He enters the ring once again in Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2. <laughs> we will talk about why. That's the title. All right. But next I, time, I guess I'll wait. But next time is not a Godzilla movie. No, it's a it's James not, Bond it's movie. No, it's not a James Bond movie. So next time. Uh, is our final Brosnan feature, yes. uh, Die Another Day. Yeah. I have been doing some early pre-search on this movie. Pre-search? Pre-search. Oh, okay. Uh, just like research. Like I haven't written down the research, but I've kind of been reading into the research. This is going to be a very fascinating one. Um, I am very excited to talk about Die Another Day, and not just because of Jinx. And not just, <laughs> I can finally talk about the Jinx spinoff. And not just because yes. of Miranda Frost, of yeah. course, either. Um, but Diamond Face? <laughs> I already tell this is going to be a fun episode. Next time on the Bonzilla podcast, it's going to be... The uh, return of Diamond Face. From 2002, Die Another Day. All right. Well, until then, uh, we're done. I'm done. We're good. Okay. We got some plugs to do. Again, if you if you want to email us uh, anything about anything, um, including spam mail, I guess. Yeah. Or memes, if or you want to de- <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was what trying to figure. I was trying to remember what the beginning Guys, of this podcast was. It us, seems so long ago. Send us your best James Bond and Godzilla memes. Yes. Do it. Uh, but anyways, that yeah, email... It, well, you can email us the memes at bonzillapod at gmail.com. You can tweet us the memes at twitter.com slash bonzilla double seven. You could put those memes on the Facebook machine at facebook.com slash bonzilla double seven. Now, you can't post 
Oh, um, Jesus. You can't post memes to SoundCloud, but you can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com slash bonzilla007. You also can't post memes to iTunes, but we're also on iTunes. You can like and subscribe on those, and maybe you can post some memes in a five-star review if that's what you're so fancy. Well, I hope they're so fancy. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm good. All right. Well, Nick. All right. Bye. I'm gonna, play, I'm gonna play us out with that Mothra song. Well, it's I, a good song. I, in the back of my head, this entire podcast, I'm just thinking of Ben Stiller with the fairies. <laughs> Meet the Mothras. Meet the Mothras. Bye, everybody. Bye.